We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Talking Halos. Derek C. Pelton, my partners in crime. I can't talk today after all this hot garbage going on the last two days. Partners in crime. Jared Timms, Nate Green, and we have big news coming across the wire today. Huge trade. Man, Max Stassi and David Fletcher going to the Braves for a couple of bums. That's our news. That's what we're here to talk about. Nah, really, some other guy left instead. Shoyotani signs with the Dodgers. $70 million per year, 10 years. That's why we're here. The other trade's fine. We'll talk about it, but this is the real deal. It's finally over. The Shoei experiment in Anaheim is done, and we're here to talk about it. How you doing, guys? I'm doing I'm, great. Yeah, How about I'm you? Good. Jared? I'm excited yeah. to talk about this. It's it, I we, am too. Yeah, it, it's it's. I don't know. Ah, we'll we'll see. Or yeah. we'll see. We'll see. All right. So if we're going to get into it, and we're excited to talk about, it, let's go ahead and get the sponsors out of the way. We'll be right back. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language 
in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All right. So here we are. $700 million contract, the biggest in, in Major League Baseball history over 10 years. Showtime's entering his year 30 age 30 here without a uh without a uh working ucl yet because he gets that thing replaced so no pitching at least not for a while how do you guys feel about this like i'm sure there's some differing emotions i have a lot of emotions myself on this i'll start with nate because you know nate's just gonna spill it I'm so. i'm doing great honestly as, as weird as this sounds i know you guys are ready for the negative talk but like $70 million, like, we we aren't a good enough franchise to to afford $70 million for this guy. Um, he's going to pitch maybe two, three, four more years tops. Um, I don't I don't see him pitching long-term for the Dodgers. He's going to be a DH most of the time. Um, and I, I think it allows the Angels to, to open things up. It allows Anthony Rendon to DH a little bit. It allows Mike Trout to, to DH a little bit. And now we have a lot more money. And I think Jared and I talked about this on the record maybe a month ago. Angels starting pitchers, when they went on normal rest, non-Shohei Otani rest, their ERA was about a full point lower than when Shohei Otani was in the rotation, which I think is going to be huge because most of these guys are so used to throwing on four days rest that it's it's going to be really good for the rotation. So I think this is good for the Angels long-term. Maybe right now the short-term people are upset that he chose the Dodgers over the Angels, but I think the greatest thing in the world would be the Dodgers missing the playoffs this year and the Angels making the playoffs with Shohei Otani on the Dodgers. I don't think they're that close to making the playoffs, man. I mean... I mean, you you guys were saying that they were a playoff team last year. You guys were saying they were a World Series team the last two years, and we lose Shohei Otani, and I, you go get two or three more pieces, and, and they're not close? That That's crazy to me. I'm just saying there are people out there who said the Angels were a World Series team the last couple of years. They said they were a playoff team the last couple of years. And to change Shohei Otani out for two or three more pieces, I, I think it's a playoff team possibility. I'm not saying that it's for sure thing, but I'm saying that they could use this money to, to go be a playoff team. Jared? Um, I think I'll... What a lot of people are forgetting is the amount of money that Shohei brings in on on the back end of things, right? Now, already the last couple of years has spent the most amount of money that he's been able to that he's ever spent with the team. Um, and I know it hasn't worked out, and that kills me that it hasn't worked out at all um, because this team should have been a lot better than what what they should have been. We're forgetting how much money Shohei Otani brings in from a standpoint of the um, TV contracts, right? He's probably going to help bring in two TV contracts, right? Like for the Dodgers, you get Spectrum, and then they're probably going to get something in Japan for a lot, a lot, a lot of money, right? Like that's, it's it's going to be insane. 
um, which is going to help them in the long run be able to spend more money. Now, again, a lot of people probably aren't thinking about this right now. How does this affect Artie's spending of money this next year? Like, what if the Angels go out now and don't spend any money because Artie thinks that Shohei was the sole moneymaker for the Angels, right? I don't know if that's going to be the case or not. In fact, tomorrow we can wake up and Artie might be selling the team. We might wake up tomorrow tomorrow, and Perry might be fired as GM for not bringing back Shohei Otani. Um, this, this right now probably sucks. It probably looks like it sucks, especially going to the Dodgers. I think in the long run, talking from a player standpoint, and we've talked about it before, how long is Shohei Otani going to pitch for? How long is he just going to be a DH for? Spend $70 million a year on next year for just a DH. Just remember that he's not pitching next year. Yes, he brings in a lot of money, but from a player standpoint, that's, that's, that's rough. $70 million. Um, the angels also weren't, are not that team to go spend $70 million on a player. I think the angels were in on him at least up to six, 600 million. And I would be, wouldn't be surprised if it was higher than that, knowing already to trying to either get him or push the cost up for the Dodgers. But I, I think that $70 million is, is a lot. And the angels just aren't that, aren't that org, aren't that organization that's going to go and be able to push above the Lux tax, right? They haven't done that yet. They, they're not going to be the yeah, Mets. They're not going to be the Dodgers. They're not going to they did. The Mets spent a hundred million dollars over the angels. Are I'm, not, not, I'm not saying that they haven't gone, but they did go over the luxury tax by one, by $1 million. They went over. Or something they like still that. went over the luxury tax and they were willing to do it. No, they like, weren't willing. They weren't I, I don't want, no, 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 no. But real quick, real quick, before we get into this, we cannot spread the false narrative that Artie Marino does not spend no, money. Artie doesn't because Artie, Artie does spend. You get you're not wrong. Artie's it's, always in the top eight in spending. 100%. So let's just make sure that is not said right no, now because Artie, that is one thing that pisses me off about when everyone jumps on Artie Marino is he doesn't spend money. He always spends money. He's always in the top yes. eight in payroll. Right. So let's just that's just something I had to get off because that pisses me off when I hear oh Artie doesn't spend money. Artie does spend money. You're not wrong. Like that's that's a proven fact. Hundred percent. He gets up to the tax. He is not the Mets. He is not the Dodgers. He is not no, no. proven. He's not proven that he's willing to go up above twenty five, fifty, hundred million dollars like any of those teams to have done. Granted, they haven't won a World Series, and we. I want. I'd rather see the Angels win a World Series, but why would he? Why honestly? Why would he go above? Listen, most of these teams out there who are spending this money to go above already have some kind of farm system that's feeding it well. And our farm system hasn't been feeding it well Absolutely. to where you can justify going over the luxury tax like that. Like if you're, if you're in a position where your organization is, is on the cusp and it's stable and it's going somewhere and you can go take that shot and go shoot that shot, go above the luxury tax and then you can go for it. I think a good argument to make instead of saying he doesn't spend money to say he doesn't spend it well. And on the, you know, the flip side of that though, when you look at say, our wonderful third baseman, who he who shall not be named. Okay, uh, at the time of the, the deal, I don't know anybody here who thought that was a bad deal. That it was somebody who could hit behind Mike Trout. It was somebody who could who can really solidify that lineup. And it just hasn't worked out. Like even in those deals, he spent the money. He he was in on several. You know, he was in on Cole. He was in on. It just didn't sign with them. To say he won't spend money. To say, you know, he, he doesn't do it. No, I, there's some things didn't work. And then in some cases, he did spend poorly. I think the when you go back to the 
Pujols deal and the deals around Pujols that. Pujols is different. I know. Let me finish. <laughs> I think you can look at the and how those that that foresight and how things went. You can say, okay, yeah, you know, that's where the reputation came in for bad for for bad spending. But I don't really blame recent contracts as much because either a they didn't work out in terms of, of Cole went and signed somewhere else, or hey, our third baseman at the time nobody thought that was a bad deal. He who shall not be named. Okay, I just want to point that out. I don't. I think right now, though, I think what really bothers me about the whole thing was anybody with an ends uh, with an inch of sense with and it was just an ounce of sense knew the odds were very low. Shohei wasn't coming back, and we all pretty much knew they he would they would never pay him what the market was going was going to take him. So I go back to the trade deadline, and this is why I'm I'm down about it. You know, I understand the pauses. Nate, I actually agree with you very much on the pauses on this. The, the hindsight 2020 is now it doesn't even, isn't even applicable here because all three of us at the time were saying trade him, trade yeah. him, trade him, and what they do instead they trade prospects and try and go in one last time, and um less than a month later he blows out his UCL again. I mean, that's the part that kills me. Is like they went in for nothing. They lost prospects for nothing. And now they're in even more of a hole than they were before. That's what bothers me. Yeah. And what I mean by not spending, by the way, is not going above and beyond, right? Like you go get Shohei Otani for $70 million a year. What's next? Oh, we're going to go sign all these guys to minor league contracts and hope some of them work out, right? No. You can't go do that. You just spent $70 million on a guy. You need to go win for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that's not what Artie has proven to do. Like if he really wanted to go above and beyond the last, the beginning of last season, the beginning of the season before you go get guys, right? You go get dudes. You don't, you don't play the, uh, he, he, I mean, granted, I think Artie did want it or did want a big name shortstop. If I'm not, I'm not mistaken, but he tried for Seager. We know he tried for Seager. We you know, know he tried, tried for, for some you know, of those guys. You know he tried, yeah, you know, he tried for a shortstop the year before, you know, the angels were, were trying for that, but you didn't go above and beyond. You you didn't go the last two years. If, if you're really going to go make that push for, for sure, for, to prove to Shohei Otani, you know, and to prove to the to fan base, or at least this fan base here that, you know, you're going to go above and beyond and try to win. It's, it's become a money aspect now. So, Good for the Dodgers. Good for Shohei. Seven hundred million dollars. That's unfreaking believable. I dropped my phone. I was in Lowe's and dropped my phone when I saw that amount of money and had started calling people. But I mean, the Dodgers. Dodgers probably aren't the right team team to be doing that. I think their window is closing. I think I, I I think the Diamondbacks are getting pretty damn good. I think the Giants. You know, we're going to go get somebody to prove the Giants Padres, are far away too. The Padres are still still a good team. They don't have any money. Yeah, I mean, I just think I just think that the Dodgers window is closing. A, you know, if they're able to spend money, I guess maybe it opens back up, and you never know with the development. But um, I, I thought realistically, the only there was two teams that made the most sense to me for for a window opening of Shohei Otani, and that's the Seattle Mariners, and I think that's also the Toronto Blue Jays. Who that was an absolute shitstorm yesterday. Oof. That was that was a lot of fun, but I thought those I, were I don't I don't know if I agree with you on the Toronto Blue Jays. They're they're in a place where. They haven't developed anyone in the last couple of years, right? Like they developed Vlad Guerrero Jr. They've they developed Bo Bichette, but after that, that you you don't really see all these prospects coming up and being good. Manoa had a half a, a one good year. 
you uh you've ha- you've ha- you haven't really seen that from them and now you're going to have to go pay Vlad Guerrero Jr. you're going to have to go pay Bo Bichette. You all these guys are going to get paid whether you think it's 20 million dollars or not. These guys are Vlad's Vlad has Scott Boris. So we know it's not going to be cheap, right? So like they I don't know if they were right there either. I think Seattle um, makes the most sense, and I think uh, San Francisco would have made some sense too, just because San Francisco would have would have been really close to, like they have no contracts, so they would have been able to get two or three guys with Otani, not just hey we're getting Otani and that's it. And that's kind of the one thing that's going to be interesting to see what the Dodgers do if they if they're able to go out and get another guy or two to really solidify this team because they're right around 198 million dollars right now. You have all your arbitration cases with Will Smith, Walker Buehler. The list goes on and on. They're going to be right around the luxury tax without signing anyone else. And you got to think Clayton Kershaw, if he wants to come back, he's going to sign a a $15 million deal. That's another, that's going to push him over the luxury tax right there. And I know that going over the luxury tax isn't a big deal for the Dodgers, but like how much are they willing to spend? Right? Like, I don't think they have the kind of money that the Mets do where they're like, Hey, Money to us is just toilet paper. We're just going to use as much as we want. And if they do, is that clubhouse going to be able to stick together, knowing that there's so many high-profile guys in there? Are they going to be able to stick together and be that same clubhouse they've been? Because over the last 10 years, that clubhouse has been one of the best clubhouses in baseball. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they add more high-value guys. Does that clubhouse continue to be able to police itself? Because they've had the Julio Arias thing, they've had the Trevor Bauer thing, and it hasn't really affected the clubhouse. The clubhouse has kind of been like, hey, we're just going to go out here, don't worry about anybody else, go do your job. But if you have a lot of guys, like you look at what the Padres did last year with Soto and Machado and and Bogarts and Tatis, there's so much testosterone in that room, and it got to be where it's like, oh, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. And, And you see what happens when you have too many guys like that, and that thing gets out of hand, and I, I don't know. I, I hope I hope Otani plays well, but I think this this does line up really well for the Angels. I think it gives them a lot of extra money to spend. You probably have over about eighty five million to spend, and there's still some guys that are are available, and the Angels have some holes. So, I think the Angels too, in route with what their future is, given the fact that they they I mean. Can, there are many teams right now in the league who have a worse reputation. We're talking about you know how the cold didn't wind up signing there, and, and so many players didn't wind up signing there, and all the way they handled even Otani this year, and, and all the bad press that came around all that. If I'm a player looking at the Angels right now, you're going to have to overpay me to go there. If I'm a star, you're going to have to, over, and that I think does hurt. Then you're going to so a Bellinger, Bellinger's out there, and you know there's plenty of fans who want the Angels to go sign him. Well, if I'm him, the first place I'm looking to sign is not in Anaheim. It's Chicago. And you're going to have to overpay me to go back to Anaheim, go out back to LA and Anaheim. So guys like that who have seen all the, how do you say it? History matters. And we look at all the things that have happened out there in LA in terms of Anaheim the last few years. I don't sure I want to sign there. And that's the negative piece of it. That's the, the downside. You just lost your meal, your, your meal ticket. Flip side that though, the angels did do one really good thing with Latonia. And that is they trusted him uh, in terms of how he did things. And, 
if I'm the Angels, I'm getting involved in the posting market with a couple of guys coming over from Japan right now who are very interesting. And knowing how they were with Otani, I think that may help them get a couple of these ranges coming over from Japan. Just, just a thought. Jared? I, I, I agree with you. I don't, from a Shohei Otani standpoint, I don't think they handled him. I think, I think they let him do way too much. Right. I think, I think it became a negative yes. press. I yes. think it became, I think it became very negative in the clubhouse. Like, Hey, Shohei Otani can do what you, what he wants. And I think this is why we saw the whole Rendon, Rendon's outburst, which take it for what it's worth, whatever, whatever you want to say about the Rendon thing and then, and, and being upset and all that stuff and not playing. But like, I think that's why you saw such a dysfunction in, in the clubhouse um, this year is because you let somebody do really what they wanted and there was nothing that could have been done elsewhere otherwise and that's nothing you know that has to do like Shohei Otani is a great is a great player but you don't have like and you'd be interesting to talk to a guy like Mike Moustakis and be like hey what was the clubhouse like right like because no there's been nothing that has been said about it but when you look at it from a media standpoint like dude this offseason has been absolutely insane like how many fingers have been pointed at Shohei Otani how many like like (laughs) Nobody knows anything about him type of thing. Like that's, it's a stupid argument to make, but it, it's very true, right? Like why does nobody know anything about Shohei Otani? Not that anybody needs to know anything about anybody's personal life, but like don't know anything. Probably, well, do not, does he have any friends? The face of Major League Baseball too. Like it, it, it's not like he's some, some like, oh, you know, we kind of know who he is. Like, no, he's the face of Major League Baseball. Like you want to know your stars. Like I feel like, with Tom Brady, you kind of know everything about Tom Brady when he was going, even when he was going good with New England, like you still knew who Giselle was. You still knew what was going on in his family just because he was the star of the league. We know everything that goes on with Patrick Mahomes right now. Like we know who his wife is. We know who his kids are. Like we know all these things. And it's just because the NFL does a really good job of, of supporting their stars. Uh, and I think that's one thing the MLB missed out on in this whole offseason is really promoting Shohei Otani as a great baseball player and a great person instead of like, let, let's play the game of musical chairs and hope we got the hope we're the first one to get the, the team right, because that's what it was all about for, for these reporters. And I said it two weeks ago. I freaking hate reporters because all they do is speculate. Just freaking wait until the news comes out, please. So that's that's something that I think we missed out on. The past two years, what was what has been the motto? Win to keep Shohei, right? Mm-hmm. Like that—that's what it's felt like the last two years. And that I we said it coming into this year. Like that's if that is the the mindset that you have coming into it, you're you're gonna fail. It's like that—that's yep. that's not how it is. All media was around Shohei Otani. All like I think that that takes a lot of toll on 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 a clubhouse, right? Like as, as bad as that sounds, and this is nothing to do. Like it might be completely false right and we might just be speculating here ourselves here here nate and we're doing a bad job of that then we're not reporting it's fun to speculate i i i truly believe that one of the big problems in the clubhouse and one of the major reasons why the angels didn't win because if you look at look at this team this team's too talented the team is too talented to go out and not have a winning season i didn't say playoffs nate i said to not have a winning season in the past seven years the team's too talented. You it's, it, you almost are trying to not win at that point. So I think that there are clubhouse. I think there is some clubhouse issues. And I think mm-hmm. Ron Washington's a good step in the direct, in the right direction. I think you now need to figure out a way to go get 
an, an actual leader, somebody who can step up. I don't think that's Mike Trout. Like, I think Mike Trout is similar to Shohei Otani, where it's like, dude, I just want to be left alone. I want to go play the game. I love the game. And that's that's perfectly fine. But, you know, is it Anthony Rendon that steps up? Like, I, I, I don't I don't think so. But is it Anthony Rendon? You, you need you need something you need. If is you think- it Cody Bellinger? Is it? I mean, look, look at that Cubs roster. It's Dansby Swanson and it's Cody Bellinger. Those are the two guys that are in that clubhouse that are talking that have been there and done that. That's the. I think Cody Bellinger could be that guy uh, that has been in a lot of winning clubhouses. You know, Cubs are are one game away from making the playoffs this year. He's been with the Dodgers, like bringing him in and just being like, you you almost need that Kurt Gibson thing where uh, Kurt Gibson went to the Dodgers and, and he lost his mind on everyone because they were messing around too much. And it's like, that's not how winning is. I've been where winning is. We don't mess around. And like, you almost need that. You need that guy to come in and be like, I've been where winning is. I know what it looks like and what you guys are doing. Isn't it. And just kind of write the ship. We need somebody to come in and do that. I don't know who it is. I mean, you added Cody Bellinger in his story where he basically fell apart and with the Dodgers and came back and rebuilt himself with the Cubs. And that's a sort of resilience right there. That's a motivator right there. I just don't, I don't know that he's that guy. I don't, I know I, I've, a few things we'll be doing with the Angels this year. I think a lot of the reasons the Angels didn't have a winning season this year was just the injuries. They were just, they couldn't stay healthy, but it doesn't change the fact that your culture right now is a losing culture. Your farm system overall combined with all this is a losing culture. You develop guys. You haven't developed a star in years. I think I agree, though, that Ron Washington's a big part of that in terms of the future. They they got the right guy. I know a lot of people didn't like that. I like the fact they went out and got Ron Washington. He's a winner. And I think you're on the right path. But if you look at Perry and some of the issues that we've all, all talked about with him, that's my real concern. I think, who's your leadership? Are you going to let Ron Washington lead this club? Or are you going to be calling down there and telling him, hey, you need, you know, this, 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 and this? If you let Ron Washington manage this team, I think you'll, they'll be okay. I think if you continue to do what they've been doing and try and just focus all on the analytics and everything, that's it, then you're going to have problems there. I think problems run deeper more than just, hey, it's this player coming and being a leader. I think it's allow, it's not allowing your manager to be a leader. You're, that's who the manager's supposed to be. He's supposed to lead. The best managers out there have are the ones who brought even weaker talent around and made them competitive. And I don't really believe that the Angels have had that a reason. I, I do you think we, you look at what what the Angels have done in free agency. I know it hasn't been a lot, but what they've done in free agency with Garcia and Simber and um, and Kolarik, uh, um, you look at a guy, a lot of ground ball guys, and I think that's that's kind of saying Ron Washington's like, hey, look. I know we're going to be really good defensively with ground balls. Just go get a bunch of ground ball guys because I know my defense is going to be good. So I think I obviously this is speculation, but it looks like we're going in the right direction where Perry and Ron are going to work together and not like a, Hey Perry, this is, or Hey Ron, this is what we're doing type of thing. So, and I, I think one of the big issues was the assistant GM who is no longer with the organization. So there are some things that look positive towards that, but obviously we, we need to see Ron manage a baseball game and, and do some things. And and honestly, when the Rangers were, were really good with Ron in his first couple of years, nobody was saying they're the most talented team. It took them two or three years before everyone was like, oh, this team is stupid talented. So the Angels have a chance. It's just 
is already going to go spend money wisely. The one thing that we have to be uh, scared about is him just saying, oh, we lost out on Shohei. I'm just going to throw a bag at somebody. I'm going to throw a bag at Matt Chapman, even though it doesn't make sense of throwing a bag at him, and we're going to bring him in. It's, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that's not the guy. He doesn't make sense for this team. He plays the same position as another guy making 36. You know, so, like, that's something that already needs to do is just, like, okay, we lost Shohei. Let's regroup, and let's go to plan B, and let's make a smart decision and not just make the pissed off, I lost him to my bitter rival, uh, let's go get this guy decision. So that's what I think we're we're really looking for in these next couple of, of days. Um, what is the right decision overall? I, I think one right of the decision? right decisions is going to get Yamamoto. I, I think that's something uh, Jared and I have been preaching for a while. You need an ace. This team needs a dude. Um, go get Yamamoto. He is, I think he is the best pitcher on this market. Um, he's, he's better than, uh, Blake Snell. I think he's better than Aaron Nola. I think if you look at him, he is the best pitcher on this market. The angels need someone like that. And I, he's 25 years old. Like you can go get him for eight years and he's still 30, what? 33. Like that's a good deal. You don't get aces at 25 years old in free agency. It just doesn't happen. So I think that would be step one. And then step two would be looking to go get a power hitting a lefty that, Obviously, Jock Peterson could be that guy. Cody Bellinger could be that guy. They need someone who's going to be able to hit behind Mike Trout in this order. I don't think you can count on Anthony Rendon hitting behind him. And right now, this order is very, very right-handed. Um, so I would love for for them to go out and get a lefty. And I don't think they need a DH. Like, we don't need to stress, oh, DH is a, a position of need. Like, no, go get a guy that can play an outfield spot. Go get a guy who can play the infield. And it's like, oh, hey, Rendon, you're going to take a day off. Drury, you're going to play third for a day. Uh, oh, Trout, you're going to take a day off. Okay, Moniak, you'll play center today uh, and, instead of being on the bench or whatever. So, like, those are the type of moves that I think we need to make and not just, oh, let's just throw a bag at the next guy that that we see on our board. Maybe it's Blake Snell. Maybe it's Yamamoto. I don't know. But for me, that's what I think the next two moves should be. Jared? Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree with, I agree with that. You, you can't rely, you, you don't have somebody to hit behind Mike Trout right now. That's, that's your number one need. You don't need a DH. In fact, you have a DH. It's brand jury at the moment. Um, plus he can play third base. He can play second base. Um, you have Joe Adele that can DH. You have Anthony first Rendon. as well. Yeah. You can play first. Like you have Anthony Rendon. That's, I would love to see him DH for 50 games out of the season. Right. Like Mike Trout, like take some take toll off his legs, let him DH 30 games, 40 games out of the year. Like keep those guys healthy. That's been one of the big issues is your two big guys, including Shohei Otani, just were not healthy um, to make a big impact. So you're able to keep guys healthy. You don't have a a DH every day in Shohei Otani where you have to pencil him in. Um, I I think it's, I think it's a, I think that's that's a good thing. So yeah, you don't need to go look at a DH. I'm in, I'm all in on Yamamoto again for the reason 25 years old, he looks like a star. He looks like an ace. Um, and, and even if you give him 10 years, that's it. You give him, you give him until he's 35. Now you have an ace. You have a bona fide ace for the next 10 years. Or, I mean, he's going to be an ace until what? Probably an ace for uh, six uh, or I'm, seven. I'm sorry. Maybe, to interrupt maybe eight of those years. I'm sorry. To interrupt. I, but the question that's in my mind that I want to ask about that, because it's sitting there, like we're saying, go get Yamamoto. But given where they've been, given how things have gone the last couple of years, they've been in free agency and getting beat out by everybody for pitchers. Let's be honest about that. Can't what, 
are the odds? Where the legitimate shot that they can they can even get him at this point? I think it's possible, honestly. Like I, I would say it's it's better now that the Dodgers are kind of out of the running, and I think the Yankees might even be out of the running as well with with Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, and Carlos Stanton. They even have to, and they still have Garrett Cole. They're going to have to think about, oh, we've got to resign Soto. How much money are we willing to spend? Um, obviously, the dark horse is the Mets. They have money out of their minds. The Giants are going to be an interesting team as well because they're still looking to make a big splash. But I think that you're fitting in between those two teams. Huh? So don't count the Dodgers out. I'm going to count the Dodgers out for him right now because that number is, is, is a lot like that puts the Dodgers probably spending over 300 million this year. The Dodgers have been preparing though for this for a while. Like they, they, they've they been preparing for Otani. season. I know they've been preparing they, for Otani. You think they, they didn't just prepare for... their their salary cap to, to supplement Otani? I'm not counting them out, so to speak, because of that. I'm not saying they're they're going to top the list, but you know, and I think really, I think of Seattle and I think of the Giants, though, in terms of Yamamoto. That's the two Seattle teams. Seattle has I think so the... much pitching. I, I don't know if Seattle. They need offense. And, but Seattle needs offense. But they can they can leverage the pitching they have to get some hitting and go sign Yamamoto at the same time. They could, but uh, but, but, but like why, why why spend? Because he's probably getting twenty five to thirty. Why spend twenty five to thirty on a guy when you already have Castillo? And, and Kirby and all these guys that are already legit pitching, like, win, no pitching wins, to... pitching wins world series. We, we know this. If you can find a of way course. to scrap together, but they an have pitching team. If you have a way to scrap together an offensive team, Yamamoto Gilbert Castillo is a scary three in the playoffs. Plus whoever looks... else you want to throw in there. I don't know. I can't think of anybody else except for those three off the top. Of Robbie head. Ray, I mean, George Kirby. That's it. Kirby. Uh, but yeah. you could package Kirby and Ray right there to get somebody. Ray's 25 million. Still that's keep your big lot. three. That's going to be tough to package. Well, but you, like, who, if you, if if you what, say what are you going to get? 10 million of that. The know. Mariners just don't spend that kind of money. I, I'm, I know. I think they're more in the uh, offensive side of things. Like they would, I could see them being in the Cody Bellinger sweepstakes over the Yamamoto sweepstakes. Well, the Giants are still there too. I think Giants are going to go hard for them. Giants and Mets. And there's the the word now. I forget his name. I was just because there's another Japanese pitcher, young star, also who's requesting to be posted. He's he's not going to get posted. However, however, if he does get posted, it's exactly like how Shohei Otani got posted when he signed with the Angels, and he actually cannot sign. For big money, he has to sign for. Yeah, it would money. be a it would be a six year arb only yep. deal type of thing. So that's scary for the Dodgers side of stuff too. If Sasaki wants to go play with Otani and says, "Hey, I want to go to the Dodger land there," and now all of a sudden, does Otani want another Japanese player on his team? We've never heard him ask for it. You know, like you're hearing Senga ask for it, right? Senga's like, "Hey, this is awesome." You know, I I would love a Japanese star to come join me. Yeah. We have never heard Otani say that. So, is is that a possibility? Does is Otani okay with that? That's something that that has to be thought about as well. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, I'm guessing over the next two three weeks, I, I I'm guessing we're going to be podcasting a lot. I'm I think this is the this is the first domino. For everything to go, so expect to, to hear for a lot from us in the next couple of weeks. I'm actually kind of excited as the football season begins to wear down. I get to lock back into uh, talking some angels with y'all. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Talking Halos. 
It's still Twitter to me. Follow Nate at Nate Green 34, Jared Tim's at Jared Tim's 27. Oh my gosh, it's been so long now. Me and DC Paula. In the meantime, we're out of here. Have a great one.